This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. This morning, I want to talk to you about family dilemmas. Family dilemmas. Um, And you must know in life, that every family, uh, let alone every person, will go through some situations. Life is not a, a bed of roses. Uh, it also has its thorns. And so this morning I want to um, also speak about a personal challenge that we as a family are going through. Make an announcement of that so that you will also be understanding with us I don't like the word as a first family, but for lack of a better word and better term, we, uh, I think we become the first family in the church. Uh, so this first family is going through some stuff. Although peculiar to me at this stage, I do believe that it is not limited to us as a family and that uh, every family will go through us Uh, go through what we are going through at some stage of your life. Uh, And if this situation is uh, going to affect me personally as your pastor, then it calls for understanding from you because it will affect you as a church. Uh, You understand. So if you can just understand uh, what the, the pastor is going through, then as a church, you will also know that we will go through some turbulence because if it affects the man of God, it will affect the house of God. Are we together this morning? So, um, what is this challenge that you're going through, all of you want to know? Is it, are you going through a problem in your marriage? I made a long time, I made a vow a long time ago before the altar of God. And it's the vow that's the glue that keeps you stuck to that person that you made the vow to. So come what may, you are stuck (laughs) by the glue of the vow. So in case you're thinking, you know, his pastor announcing that he's uh, leaving his wife, sorry to disappoint you, (laughs) that is not the case. We are staying for better or for worse. For richer or for poorer. So that's not the issue. The, the issue we are facing, both Nisha and I, is, is best encapsulated in the term called empty nest syndrome. In 2013, we had to release our eldest daughter and she went away to Johannesburg. I remember in that parting, I, I was so broken to release her. I stood at Rayma Church with her, held her hands and cried the whole service because that's the fabric of us as a family. We're not a large family, but we're a strong family. And to us, to me, family is important. To me, family is everything. I considered home the whole day, just thank God for my family. And um, the time has come where Sharice, which is my Second daughter uh, has been called to London 
And that in itself is a testimony. She's not so bold enough to stand up in front of an intimidating crowd like you to, to speak. Uh, but uh, just before COVID, she uh, applied in a company for a post and they refused to give it to her because they said she lacked age and she lacked experience. But then COVID came and they asked her just to help. And so she uh, assisted the, uh, the CEO of the company and she did such a good job. Not that she's good, but a God is. Yeah. I want to tell you, and I'm starting to preach, that when you solve the problem of problems of kings, you will finally eat with them. That's powerful. If you don't understand serving and service, I want you to get that in your spirit. When you solve problems of kings, one day you will get to eat with them. You say, where do you get the, the text? If you're preparing a message, you can take it from Mordecai. Mordecai silently served the king. And one day the king sent for him. When you solve the problems of kings, one day you'll get to eat with them. Are we together this morning? And so she solved the problem of the CEO. And the CEO immediately, she caught his attention. They didn't give her a position locally. They didn't even offer it to her regionally, but they took her internationally to sit at the seat of this international company. I'm trying to show you if you're faithful in little things, God will elevate you. For promotion does not come from the north or the south, but promotion comes from God. Say amen if you believe it. Somebody reminded me just now in the office, well, pastor, it's your fault. I think it was Melanie. She said, because you pray in everybody into success, and now when success comes, you got to bear the fruit, eat of the fruit of that. And so whilst we are excited about releasing Sharice and Ashvir into London, into the United Kingdom, we are also saddened by her loss. And I want to say that this child has stood with me in this church uh, from she was at the age of, I'm going to be here for 20 years now. So she was 10 at that time. And both Letitia and I and her, some days I'd pick them up from school and we'll come straight down here to supervise the builders, to bring food for the builders. And so they are an integral part of the fabric of this church. They've laid the foundations. They've, they've poured cement. And so this morning, to say goodbye to her from the part of the church, um, you may not appreciate the intensity of it, but it breaks my heart. It breaks our heart as, as parents. And so I don't want to make it all about me and my family, but sometimes when you go through something as human as this, as a man of God, sometimes we are trained to look at the spiritual aspect. Uh, so in this, I want to also teach you that when you go through something in the human facet of your life, always interrogate the spirit of it. 
And that's what I'm going to teach from today. I'm going to teach you from the spirit of it. So I found, as I, as I was contemplating on saying goodbye to Sharice and Ashfir, something that must give me strength. As, as, as a spiritual person, where do you get your strength from to face the physical situation? And let this then be a learning curve for the whole church that whenever you're going through something physical, look for strength in something spiritual. So I interrogated the scripture and I found where do families say goodbye? And how did they say goodbye? And from that I draw my strength. Abraham had a problem with Lot, his nephew. And he gave Lot the opportunity to choose where he would go and which way Abraham would go. Uh, I'm glad to announce today that ours is not an Abraham and Lot situation where we are parting because of disunity. But we are parting on a, on a better, better note. But it's parting nonetheless. I used to sing a song to my fiance I had a girlfriend in school and the song went if you should ever think of leaving me don't let it go too far the love of a lifetime darling that's what you are today I don't sing it for the love of my life and my wife But I sing it to my daughter. I said to her, if you want to see your father, just phone and cough. <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie where you used to watch, Kuch Kuch Otahe. <laughs> so Abraham had to part with his lot, his, his nephew lot. David had to part with his son, Absalom. Naomi, at the loss of her son, had to part with her daughter-in-law, Opah, and Bathsheba had to part with her son. So, parting is necessary in life. Uh, you cannot, it is impossible, let me, let me say that today, as much as you want to remain connected to your loved ones, but parting is necessary. And I hope that you and your family will not part for all the wrong reasons, but for all the right reasons. I take strength from the scripture of the family of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 2, they were traveling and Jesus was at the age of 12. He got lost in the temple. It's a kind of a separation too kind of a parting. Bible says his parents went to Jerusalem every year for the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a, a day's journey and sought him amongst his relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now, 
So it was after three days they found him in the church, in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. Watch his mother's response. His mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. I want you to understand that, and children don't understand the anxiety. My daughters keep telling me, you worry too much, you worry too much. It is a natural tendency for parents to go through anxiety. And children will not understand it until they have their own children. Why is there a reason for you to WhatsApp and text that you arrived? They want to know. But when they have their own children, they will understand the word here that Mary expressed. She said, I sought you anxiously. Families and the concern and the love and the preferences that we have for our children, unfortunately, does cause anxiety. You cannot say, do not worry. To a mother and a father, that is impossible. You're joking that you can make a decision and leave your parents to be anxiety free. And so, as long as you're a father and you've got a child out there, you will have anxiety. Can I hear the parents all agree with me? It's in the Bible. Uh, the only strength that we can have is to cast our cares upon Jesus. So Jesus now has a conversation with his mother. It's a deep, tense Conversation it says, Why did you seek me? Why did you seek? Do you not know? Sometimes a lot of tension is caused between the child and the parent because we sometimes don't understand the child. And the child also has an inside of him or her has their own dreams, has their own purpose. And we sometimes, as parents, can't understand. Uh, that's what Jesus is saying to his mother. But don't you understand my purpose? Why did you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? That means God's plan. But they did not understand the statement. Uh, I see all of Ashvir's parents and family here as well, they also came to say goodbye to him in his spiritual atmosphere. And uh, it, it, it now comes onto us to understand their purpose. Understand that they have a plan. I was going to say later, but I want to say it now. It's not only God that has a plan for you. It's deep. It's not only God that has a plan for you. 
The secret is to make whatever plans you have fit and dovetail into God's plan. That's why there's necessary dialogues. You must ask God, is this my plan fitting with your plan? In decisions, great or small, you must consult with God. And make sure that your, this plan, Sharisa Nashvir and whoever else are faced with these dilemmas, big or small, you must ask God, is my plan part of your plan? When it fits like a puzzle, it creates the best picture. If it doesn't, it gives a lot of frustration. I call on many of you and me included. We have made things, plans. We have made decisions that was not part of God's decisions. And sometimes the pain we've gone through was because it wasn't God's plan. Are we together today? Please don't, don't sleep. As my wife says, sometimes your voice is too soothing. I'm using the soothing voice this morning, but I hope it's going to reach you. Are we together this morning? So Jesus has a conversation with his, with his mother and Jesus attempts to convince his mother that his destiny required a shift from the direction she desired. That's powerful. Please let's say it again. Jesus is at, a, at, at the age of 12, but he's having an ad, adult conversation. He's trying to show her, convince his mother that his destiny required a shift from the direction that she desired. You know I can stop these two from going now. But we must come to an understanding. And God put this in my heart. To say as Jesus says. Jesus is going to move towards one direction. And his mother didn't flow with the one direction. That, that God was given to Jesus. So what Jesus is saying to his mother and, and God was saying to me in my closet, although Jesus is saying to his mother, although you are my priority, you are not the only part of my purpose. So they would say to me, in, if, if she was arguing with me, you are my priority, but you're not the only part of my purpose. This will help mothers and sons. Let it just, just, just marinate a little. Mothers have a huge problem with letting sons go. Are we together this morning? All you mothers who have sons and all you fathers who have daughters, this statement will help you. That's why I said my personal challenge is also good for you as a church. Although you are my priority, you are not the only part of my purpose. Let a man leave his mother and father and cleave. I want to, I'm preaching now. I want to talk to some parents Mothers and daughters, 
and, 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 and please hear my heart. It's, I mean, it's not a, with the spirit of condemnation, but with the spirit of grace. But I have seen sons get married at a very older age, at let's say 45, and stayed with, his, with the wife for two years and then went back to the mother. Because the mother never cut the emotional umbilical cord. And so the husband kept. In, in that particular family, it's filled, it's, it's, it only has divorce. Because the heart of the mother is constantly pulling these children. She's not releasing, she's not letting the umbilical get caught, cut. And she has not understood this. Although you are my priority, you are not the only part of my purpose. We have to let go at some stage. Are we together this morning? There's tension in the air and ten tension in the conversation, but we have to expose it. Sometimes purpose will take you outside the preferences of people who love you the most. Let me say that again. Sometimes purpose will take you outside the preferences of people who love you the most. We all love them. But their purpose is dictating something. And that's why it's necessary to cut the cord hard. It would be easier if I could preach it to you and you just going through it. You know sometimes I realize today it's easy to preach to people who are going through something and tell them I'm praying for you. I think that's so, so easy to say I'm praying for you. But it's hard when you're going through it yourself. They want, they want more, more than prayer. Sometimes they want answers. Where is God when it hurts? Where is God when it... And it's, it's so easy not to be the person in that situation. But to be the person I've learned as now as a pastor. And sometimes uh, we, we just... It's, it's just easy. But for you to go through it. Like some of you are sitting and saying, so what's a big deal? <laughs> right now you're saying, you, you're making a big deal about your daughter going. It's, it's to you. <laughs> it's easy. I want to talk about purpose this morning. When you live your life with purpose and on assignment, it will require adjustments in family. God told me this. Because they live in life on purpose, it's going to require adjustments in family. And as you can see with Jesus and his mother, adjustments can produce tension. But we must still be prepared to adjust. So I just want to have a conversation on purpose. Purpose can take take you outside the preference of people who love you the most. 
If you don't, if it's not applicable to you now, it's going to at some stage. Please write it down. Why are, you, why are they moving? Why, why do we have to part? Purpose can take you outside the preference of people that you love the most. Number two, purpose may require geographical shifts that puts distance between you and the people you love. Purpose shifts you in, geog in geography. Jesus was going to ascend to his father. And he had to leave his mother. And that's why he said to John, John, behold your mother. He gave his mother to John. Because his purpose was going to shift him geographically to another place. And so purpose can shift you from the people that you love geographically. It will tear you apart. Purpose. Why is this happening? Purpose. Are we together this morning? It becomes complicated when it happens in the conundrum of family. So the big question today is, Shris and Ashvir and those that are going to be split in the future, how do you face tomorrow when destiny shifts you from people you love today? How do you face tomorrow when destiny shifts you from people that you love tomorrow? I want to tell you this morning a story and then I'm getting ready to close. A, a, a family went on a camping trip and uh, in this camping trip, a storm struck the family and the winds were so strong that the parents stayed up all night holding the center pole of that tent so that the children could sleep in comfort. Mother and father holding that center pole and the wind and the storm is buffeting this tent. But the children slept. It's the case with, with families. Children don't know the pains and the struggle. The school fees are hard. It's a sacrifice. The university fees are hard. It's a sacrifice. And just when it's time for repayment, they get married. And if that's not enough, we get married, at least they'll bring something and come home. They leave home. And there goes your investment. Are we together this morning? Parents hold that pole so that the children will not be struck by the winds. Parents do that. With no expectation. They're the only ones who have no expectation of return on investment. You know why they do it? It's a four-letter word. L. I can't hear you. Spell it for me. So I'm going to call Ashveer and Sharice to the stand with me in the front. The next time we'll see you, we won't see you as twosome. The next time you stand at this altar, I prophesy. It will be because of a baby dedication. Yeah. 
are prophesying on you. Don't grow weary. For in his time, he makes all things beautiful. He'll have a son as good looking as you first. I prophesy. Then you'll have a daughter as good looking as her. I want to tell you this morning as I speak, I speak in the spirit. That the world you live in will buffet you with winds. That the world you live in will make, will introduce pain to you. But you must stand up now because you don't have your parents and you don't have your parents where you are to hold the center pole. It now becomes incumbent on you to, to grow to a place when, when the winds and the storms buffet you. You stand and you hold that pole. How do you hold the pole? You consult God and his word. In decisions large and small, you consult God. Where to stay, where to move, who to visit, you consult God. In 1 Kings chapter 19, I'll leave the scripture with you. Life's assignment, alignment, alignment is when you have met with God. And when you meet with God, Elijah was trying to meet with God and his dilemma was, how do I know it's the face of God? So he said, there was a wind. He said, are you in the wind? And God was not in the wind. He asked are you in the earthquake because of that circumstance? He looked for God in the earthquake and God was not in the earthquake. But then God was in the still, small voice. I remain confident from your upbringing in this house that you will be sensitive to the still, small voice of God. Maybe you have not prayed as intensely because you have been Counting on your father-in-law's prayer. I know you. <laughs> Everything is pastor. You pray for me. From, from job to, to even this move. He was counting on my prayer. My prayer brought you thus far. And that's why today I commission you to be the priest of your home. I'm going to give you, not my prayer, but my prayer cloth. May you be the priest of your home. May you have an audience with God. Whenever you bow for prayer, may angels move in your direction. And may angels take your prayers into the prayer bowl of God. I'm going to call Nisha to take a prayer cloth as your mother has always prayed for you. Your success today is the success of your mother's prayer. You know that your educational, academic intelligence is not yours. It comes from God. What you are is what God has made you. There were days when Nisha will say, did you pray? And we'll, we'll say prayers in the car. 
if there was a test and an assignment. Did you pray? And we'll pray. And God has brought you to this place to be a business analyst of an international company, to sit in the seat next to a CEO of such a company. Cannot be you. You're joking. I know you because you came from this family. <laughs> Cannot be. It's only God. It's only God. And so we put a prayer cloth over you, Sharice. May God hear your prayers. May you have an audience with God. Henceforth, may God hear with his ears from your mouth. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand there and let the Spirit of God drip on you. Family of God, this is where I call on you to help me because I stand with you in prayer. I do believe that you will stand with me in prayer. I speak a general principle this morning that I want to teach you. When something like this happens and when, when you are shifting places, territorial spirits know of your coming. There's a spiritual intelligence that goes on in realms of the spirit. And the spirits in UK know that they are coming. It's called a territorial spirit. Rulers and principals already know that they are coming. And those spirits will want to fight them. And they'll go through spiritual warfare. Unfortunately, we won't be there. And that's why I trust in the church to help me pray. Surely there's one person in this place that God will hear. Are we together this morning? So of all of you, somebody, God must hear somebody for them. Are we together this morning? So the Bible says, and God gave me this. In verse 31, and then I go to read 28. What then shall we say of these things? And he answers and says this, Sharis and Ashwir. If God be for us, who can be against us? May you have that as a deposit in your spirit. If God be for us, who can be against us? As you walk, as you land in Heathrow Airport, I want you to know and I want you to repeat the prayer. What then shall we say of these things? If God be for us. What can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Sir? I send spirit before you this morning. Your feet will be shod with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your feet will carry Jesus into the United Kingdom. From this day, your vocabulary will change. From this day, your spirit will change. You will mature spiritually because you don't have a structure that you once had confidence in. But may you have God confidence. What then shall we say of these things? And Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things 
work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. As a church today, we speak the prayer of Psalm 91 over these children. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, may you dwell in the secret place of God. I said, may you dwell. I know that you're looking for a house. They'll find you a house to stay. But more than that, you must find your secret place in God. You will know when you are alone and you are going to have lonely days. God forbid it's, but you will stand alone because you won't have support structure. And in South Africa, you had your father. Your father stood by you in the United Kingdom. You'll need to shift from natural father to a spiritual father. Are we together this morning? He who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and he is my fortress. I want you for 30 days, every day before you sleep, both of you will read this. And you'll pray it as a prayer. And you'll say, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and he is my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. And from the noisome and perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers. And under his wings I shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilences that walk in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonside. A thousand may fall at your side. I prophesy. People will, 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 will summon arrows. Demons will come towards you to fight you in your health, in your emotions, in your finances. But I prophesy now, I break it down. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. As a church, I want you just to pray. Say, Lord, uh, we, we summon an angelic host uh, around them. Will you do that for me this morning? Somebody's prayer is going to be heard. Summon some angels around Sharice and Ashvir. Do that this morning. Candela brushe kete kete A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. It shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the Most High God, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague, sickness, or disease come near your tent. He shall give his angels charge over you. Will the church say that this morning? Prophesy, decree. He will give his angels charge over you. Will you say that this morning? To keep you all the day, all in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because... He has set his love upon you. Therefore, I will deliver him. God is going to set you on high because you have known his name. 
You will call upon him and God will answer you. You will be in trouble and God will deliver you and honor you. And with long life. And with long life. And with long life. God will satisfy you. And show you his salvation. That means. When you cough. And you sneeze. And when all kinds of calamities come. You won't have your mother. But you'll have angels. The Lord will bless you. Will you bow down, kneel down? As you will exit South Africa, but the blessing of God that was on you here will be the same blessing of God that will remain upon you. The Lord will keep you. Lord will make his face to shine upon you. He'll lift up his countenance towards you and God will give you peace. By the true definition of peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.